everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. You uh, get my birthday present? <laughs> welcome. This is a horror movie podcast. <laughs> Hopefully you're having a fun October thon. Uh, this, I don't know when this happens during the month. Uh, we're recording this a little bit in advance, but this is... You know, another episode of your, your favourite <laughs> horror movie podcast where your two favourite 30-year-old, or 30-somethings, not 30-year-olds. I mean, even I'm not 30, mm-hmm. I'm 31 now, but, yeah. mm-hmm. and you're like 39 or something. Uh, Close. <laughs> <laughs> but your two favourite mm-hmm. horror hounds, horror hooligans, whatever you want to call us, mm-hmm. screamers and midnighters. Mm-hmm. Hellraisers. Min- Hellraisers, there you go. We're returning to a franchise. Uh, Hellraiser, of course, is the franchise in question. This is the fifth film in the franchise. This is Hellraiser Inferno, which came out in 2000. We will start spoiler-free, as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers. And, of course, we'd, we covered uh, the first four. We'd started two years ago, in fact. We started in the Octoberthon. Uh, Hellraiser won a vote, the first one, back in 2018. And then last year, you know, we did two and three. Uh, this year, we did four already earlier in this year, so this is us hitting five, which puts us almost halfway through the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Oh boy. <laughs> so, this, this is, is where the fun starts. <laughs> well, this is kind of a notable shift because this, I, I, I've always heard with the Hellraiser sequels that once you get past the, the first few, it's very clear that most of them are movies that were other scripts that someone said, hey, shoehorn Pinhead into it and we'll call it a Hellraiser movie. And this mm-hmm. is the first one I think feels like that, where I could basically just totally. say, this was another movie and someone said, okay, put the box in, give Pinhead a mm-hmm. couple of scenes, and there you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Hellraiser yeah. 5. <laughs> and <laughs> that's going to make these such a weird like series to review, because we're. I feel mm-hmm. like what, one of the things we're going to be talking about is how it doesn't really fit with the Hellraiser mythos mm-hmm. and why Pinhead is acting out a character and why mm-hmm. nothing actually makes any sense. But they wanted to put Pinhead on the poster so they could sell mm. some VHS tapes. Exactly. Uh, well, that DVD was 2000. We're actually... A... Actually, this is so weird. It's, it's, so, it's so weird to me that Hellraiser is a franchise. Like, over half of it is, like, post, like, cell phones and, and <laughs> like, other, you know... Yeah. I don't know, it's weird. It's weird how new, like, so much of the franchise is, relatively speaking. Mm. Where, you know, whereas Friday the 13th, like, out of the, the 12 movies eight of them are in the 80s yeah so i I mean this is a a series where you know some of the movies uh you know like were out in theaters some out on vhs some out on dvd some out on blu-ray i mean it's uh yeah it's spans quite the uh you know technological that's that's true <laughs> there was yeah there was one like a year or two ago the, the newest one which would have been yeah. like straight to vod plus blu-ray which yeah. is funny <laughs> when you think about <laughs> that there was entries that were straight to vhs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so hellraiser never dies apparently nope <laughs> here we are so it's it's funny because it's like something like freddy or jason is or, you know, Michael Myers, anything like, you know, that is more important where like they'll still make movies about them, but they, you know, they do have to like take their time and make sure that they're actual movies. Um, and then, you know, there's stuff that's like not important enough that people don't mind it dying. But it's like Hellraiser is like this weird thing in the middle where, all right, uh, it's we don't think it's important enough that, um, you know, we're going to make sure everything is quality but also we don't care about it like we do care about it enough that we don't want to lose the ip rights so it's like kind of like you know it's just enough that it just keeps existing (laughs) i I dare say that they got to a point where because all the posters are essentially the same thing they're all just pinhead's face Mm -hmm. with a title saying hellraiser then you know subtitle the There's a genuine confusion because, like, see, see for this one, the last one, before I watched them for the show, I actually had to just Google and double check which the next one was because it's not obvious. And oh yeah, uh, once they lose like the numbers, yeah. it's and like <laughs> I suppose that's technically true for anything that loses numbers and just goes with subtitles. Mm-hmm. But for Hellraiser, because there's so many of these these straight to video movies that 
just all sound vaguely the same. Mm. <laughs> it's just it's really hard to tell. So yeah. that's it's like the no- same with like Resident Evil. I could not tell you oh, sure, the yeah. of those movies for the life of me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you bring that up because I've actually been watching them on stream uh, over the last oof. week because we had some goals that were hit. I was going to say someone must have hit a goal. Yeah. Uh, so I've watched the first two and I owe them at least three, four, and five. Six is still up for debate. But, Yikes. Uh, let's just say two is even worse than I remembered it being. <laughs> so I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, but here's the other notable thing about this though is that the director of this movie is a young Scott Derrickson who went on mm-hmm. to of course do Sinister and then on a bigger stage Doctor Strange and yep. I, so even before we get into oh it's a straight to video Hellraiser it's probably going to suck I, al- I already hate this director I, <laughs> I, I thought Doctor Strange sucked I thought Sinister really sucked I'm not a fan of this dude. So, giving me him plus straight to video Hellraiser, mm. and not only that, it's like Scott Derrickson probably like fresh out of film school. If that, <laughs> like <he's, Yeah>. <laughs> would surprise <laughs> me if he's still taking classes during the day as he was just like directing this in the night time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, um, I I wouldn't say I I dislike him as much as you. I um. But I mean, I I wouldn't say I definitely like him either. I do agree. Like, I really, really don't like Doctor Strange. I think it's um, I I mean, if it wasn't for Iron Man two, I I would say Doctor Strange is easily the worst Marvel <laughs> movie. Um, and I, and think, I love Doctor Strange as a character, but I think you meant to say if it wasn't for Captain America the First Avenger, it'd be easily the worst Marvel <laughs> movie. That's what you meant hey, to you, say. I mean, if you want to deal with that hate, uh, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> but, um. But no, I mean, I, I I don't think Sinister is like a good movie, but I mean, I, I don't mind it as much as you do. But yeah, I, I wouldn't say necessarily it's great. But uh, I unfortunately, though, I'm not on the Derrickson uh, love train either. I'm sure he's a wonderful man, though. Who is? Who's on the Derrickson love train? Oh, I, the fan <laughs> I think club. some people I think some people like them. Like, you know, uh, some people have a fondness for those movies. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so how many people are sitting in the theaters for you know going, all right, beam it into me, Sky. Let's see it. Let's see what you've got this time. Uh, all right. Sure. So the premise of Hellraiser Inferno is we focus on a a detective, a very gruff detective, uh, whose name I don't even Thorn. His name is Joseph sure. Thorn. That's news to me. Uh, but <laughs> he, he's this gruff detective who's investigating a series of grisly murders which, you know, seem to be in some way connected to the lament mm-hmm. configuration and whatever. But he's hunting down a serial killer who may or may not go by the name of The Engineer. And mm-hmm. he's, very, you know, he's, he's doing this cheesy, he's trying to do this noir narration. Right from the start, he's like, he's mm-hmm. like talking about cheating on his wife when he goes to a prostitute and he's like, mm-hmm. well, if I left her, I'd break her, so this is the yeah. best thing. And she doesn't have to know. It's, 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 mm. he's not a good actor for a start right let's just get that no. out of the way the lead actor yeah. is not that good mm-hmm. not that a lot of the actors are that good there are a couple of faces in here uh, James Remar pops up as a psychiatrist yep. mm-hmm. who I like mm-hmm. I like him uh, obviously mm-hmm. Doug Bradley's back as Pinhead in <coughs> all of his two scenes <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a police investigation but it's kind of like you know it's, it almost started off like it wanted to be Seven-esque and mm-hmm. then as it went I was getting more of a well, how real some of this is is starting to be questionable, so therefore mm-hmm. it's giving me more, dare I say, I don't know, like, I don't want to spoil anything, because I feel like every example I can mm-hmm. think of is a twist that, <laughs> okay. that stuff's not okay. real, so I don't want to give any, any spoilers to tell the movies, but mm-hmm. it, it just, right away, it's like, this is the movie, like, you know, five minutes into, I'm like, wait, is this the movie? Is this what we're going to be doing for like, the majority <laughs> of the runtime? Is this detective trying mm-hmm. to figure out these cases and getting like into angry fights with his, you know, his captain and uh, <laughs> looking for suspects no. and whatnot? No, I, I could be wrong, but I have a suspicion that a lot of these later sequels are like cop focused, uh, which because mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't seen all of them. I feel like I've seen like a couple of them, and I feel like uh yeah a lot of them tend to be dare i say like saw-esque where like yeah a lot of times like you're following like detectives and stuff uh trying to figure out these kind of grimy crimes but uh we'll see as we go along yeah i 
Yeah, I was I was getting shades of saw actually uh, as he was going around investigating stuff. There's some really ugly like camera effects in here as well. At one mm. point, when he's having sex with a prostitute, it does this thing where the camera <laughs> goes ultra bright, like all all the mm. the, the color correction or whatever goes ultra bright. <laughs> Not quite uh, like negative colors, but <coughs> goes super bright, and it's just like. That's really kind of obnoxious. It it feels so direct to video in so many ways. Like the, the, oh, without a doubt, yeah. everything <laughs> about it screams direct to video. They, a lot of the other actors, of course, are not very good. There's those scenes where he's like, there's a lot of scenes with him and his partner, uh, <laughs> and they try and give like Thorn some like characteristics. Like he's good with words. Like his partner will like ask him like crossword style questions, and mm-hmm. Thorn will like come up with a word. And they're, they're not even that impressive. You know, the first one I think he does is like. Oh, what's a, a better word for a slaughterhouse? And he's like, abattoir. And I'm like, that's not that. Like, people know what an abattoir is. <laughs> it's not yeah. that weird. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, and it, it does kind of, like you said, like, you know, probably fresh from film school. Like, it does feel very, like, mm. film school 101, where it's like, you know, make your character good at something. Like, you know, if other characters are constantly asking him these questions, like, that, that will show the audience that he's smart, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they make it kind of a running thing because the, the, his detective, his partner's name, uh, his last name is uh, Nenonen or Nenonen, mm-hmm. or whatever you pronounce it, but it's a palindrome, and that's kind of the answer mm-hmm. to something. He's like, "Hey, what's another, you know, what's what's a ten-letter word that means your your surname?" Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it's just it feels like this really, like, like you say, surface level. We're trying to give him some characteristics that mm-hmm. they feel oddly because that's the other thing that one of the first things he says in the race is like. I've always been good with puzzles and solving yeah. puzzles. And <laughs> all right, all right. And so much of this movie, like, is not really about solving puzzles or, or no. anything like that. <laughs> it's not, never even relevant to the conversation. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, the whole thing's just like, how is this going to tie into Pinhead by the end? Like, what exactly is going on? Uh, it. it it's it's a lot of boring characterization. It's a lot of boring. Let's look at the crime scenes and mm-hmm. and, and and whatnot. Uh, there's very little like actual Hellraiser feeling moments. There are mm-hmm. ki- there's kind of a new Cenobite in a, mm-hmm. in a sense. It doesn't really feel like the other Cenobites though, and it's got sure. kind of a meaning behind it, which we'll get into in spoilers, like how it doesn't remotely even like fit with the mythology of Hellraiser mm-hmm. at all. Uh, everything mm-hmm. that Pinhead is doing in this movie and the purpose of the, the, the Lament configuration does not jive with anything that has been established no. in this franchise up until this point. No, no, no. <laughs> so, I I don't know. What, what, what's your thoughts? What, did, did you like the movie, Tim? <laughs> you know, I... For maybe about, like, the first 10 or 15 minutes, I was, like, legitimately, like, a little excited because, like pretty early on you have him like interacting with some Cenobites and I kind of liked the look of like the creatures and I was like okay like I didn't think it was going to be a good movie but I was like all right so if this is what a lot of the movie is like where we're getting a lot of you know these Cenobites coming and being freaky and it's kind of weird uh like I could be into that uh but then pretty quickly after that it just you know goes into like full cop procedural like shitty like yeah like you said kind of like a seven ripoff or something where it feels like i don't know it's like you know 80 minutes of honestly just like painstakingly boring stuff that like i don't care about like yeah i don't give a shit about this corrupted cop and going to his informants and um bullshitting with his partner and you know continually following leads and all this like garbage and so uh no i i did not enjoy it at all like maybe like the the you know a a few like creature things here and there that i was like okay maybe that's kind of cool like um i i I guess that was okay but again it's like few and far in between and like the rest of the movie is so boring and dumb and the acting's bad and it feels like just generic and cliche it's like every like you know stereotype about like you know an early 2000s like uh you know bad cop like i feel like we've seen a million times where it's like ooh yeah he's taking drugs and he's sleeping with hookers and um you, you know it's like uh 
like oh yeah he's like a, a bad guy that's just so you know over it and uh i just <laughs> i did not enjoy it yeah uh super super generic stuff uh i it it's so frustrating halfway through well, not even halfway through <laughs> it, it was earlier than halfway through but there was definitely a point earlier in this movie where i started like like longing for the days of bloodline i was like <laughs> like hellraiser bloodline you know the fourth one was was not yeah. a good movie but it was often funny bad and, yeah totally and ridiculous and this is at least it of... kind of like swung for the fences like at, oh, at sure. least it's doing something crazy and over the top and like you know different oh yeah i mean it was swinging for something i mean it was missing spectacularly <laughs> but it was swinging for it this this movie is is doing okay. the opposite. This this movie is just standing, uh, staring at a punching bag, and like, I don't know, hugging it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is that you you did you bring up uh yeah the fourth one where when when I told my wife uh, what we were watching she got excited she goes ooh is Adam Scott in this one too and I was like <laughs> I had to say no I'm sorry he's not oh, no. yeah. you get James Remar but. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's you, not as exciting. you get some sort of weird knockoff of like Donnie Wahlberg crossed with yeah. someone else. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. Yeah. I don't know. Is, 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 is uh, Craig Sheffer the actor, but anything else? Let's have a look at him. I'm sure he had a line on like Two and a Half Men or something at some point. I mean, he's, he's, he's been working up until 2019. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he was on 64 episodes of One Tree Hill. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mm. So one tree hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, one tree hell razor. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> hell we should make a uh a movie called Hellraiser now. It's just it's just about the art of landscaping and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh what uh I'm trying to think like what a what's a tool that like a a landscaper would use like trowels or something It'd be like trowel head like, oh, I'm, like I'm, I'm sure trowels would be used in a bit of landscaping <laughs> maybe not for the the bigger stuff but <laughs> yeah uh he was in both turbulence 2 and turbulence 3 and this Ooh. actually gives me i'm actually angry looking at these two titles and i'll <laughs> tell you why turbulence 2 is roman numerals turbulence 3 is not oh i hate that and I, I get that Friday the 13th did this, but at least Friday yeah. the 13th had, like, a set of, like, four and then switched, and it felt like a sort of mm -hmm. new era because it went from, like, you know, mm -hmm. the original era to the, okay, Z Jason's a full-on zombie now, and now we're in Roman numerals. Like, mm -hmm. there was something to that, at least. You've only got three movies. You've got two numbered sequels, <laughs> and you change your system after that. Okay, yeah. just, okay, let's not talk about I do that. wonder, like, when that happens, is it just an oversight? Or is it, do they have legitimate meetings where they're like, you know, weighing one option against another? Because, yeah, I would think most of the time, you know, people are going to want to go of consistency over not, but I don't know. If, if we were a, a, a review show that did skits, this is where we'd cut to the skit of like people in business suits in a boardroom <laughs> smashing their fists on tables going, no, it has to be Roman numerals. No, you mad man. It gives us an air of, of uh, credibility, of prestige. We have to switch to yeah. Roman numerals. <laughs> or like the, uh, you know, the, the president's son walks in and he's like, dad, no one likes the Ro Roman numerals anymore. <laughs> we like the modern numbers. I'm like, oh, well. Hey, the kid's with it. <laughs> the president of the studio or what? Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, no, the president of the United States. Yeah. He's overseeing the <laughs> turbulence I, three. <laughs> I, I don't think the pre the current president of the United States would be able to read a Roman numeral, but that's just no, <laughs> my <not> guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hellraiser IV. Why IV? Someone explain to me IV. <laughs> What does IV mean? Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So, right. Uh, I mean, is there any spoiler-free stuff we want to talk about, really, uh, other than what we have already? Uh, 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 no, I mean, just I think everything about it is just boring. Um, yeah, it's, it's not interesting. It's generic. Like, I... I don't know, like, I, I really don't think there's much that 
stands out about it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, well that, that's... like you said too, it's like unfortunate. It's not even like you know, funny bad. Like no, you know, wouldn't it be a good movie to sit with friends and make fun of or something. Yeah, I actually tried to watch this for the first time last night. I got ten minutes into it. You know what? No, I can squeeze it in tomorrow. <laughs> I don't need to watch it tonight. <laughs> yeah. So I actually got less sleep because I had to wake up early. So because I, I had to watch two movies for for today's recordings, and mm. I I could have gotten one done early last night and had some sleep. You know, a nice lie in. Mm. But I chose not to because I just couldn't put myself through it. <laughs> I don't blame you. And then had the misery of having to get up and watch this and something else <laughs> back to back. So, Oof. is what it is. But uh, so mm-hmm. I'll, we'll do the spoiler warning in a second. Let me just take this time mm-hmm. to thank our Patreon producers. Uh, worth mentioning that you know we record these in advance sometimes, so this may not be the actual list at the end of the video. Is it? Is it? You know, uh, word for word or word for word, name for name. I suppose is more accurate. Uh, but yeah, so uh, thank you, at least in the time of recording of August, to Alison M. Fordyce, Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Bordnow, Zammer Jammer, Al Tribesman, Christopher Moy, and Brett Williams. They are our Patreon producers for the month. Uh, that means that they are $20 or above on patreon.com slash TV. but you can support us for as little as $1 per month, and that $1 will get you an extra exclusive episode every month of Streams After Midnight. Uh, there's a whole back catalogue now of about 20 or so movies. And in this month, when this goes out in the October thon, we do four bonus movies. So, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of value there, at least mm-hmm. for, for October. I mean, I think it's always valuable, but I mean, it's especially valuable in October. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The $5 tier, you get early access to all the review episodes by a day, and you get to vote once a month uh, on an episode as well. So go have a look and see if you want to support everything we do, keep all the content coming, as well as all the other shows from Mailfuss TV, and uh, get some bonuses for your troubles. All right, so full spoilers then. Full spoilers for Hellraiser... Mm-hmm inferno and <laughs> I, I suppose to its credit when it turns out you know when it re- reveals what's actually happening in the movie what it's all been about it is kind of a dante's inferno-esque thing so the title sure. does make mm. some amount of sense <clears throat> but here's the thing which is probably what it was meant to be like he probably sure, just wanted yeah. to do like a modern police version of uh dante's inferno yeah yeah i could see that but this is the thing so Hellraiser in this movie, because they talk about the cube being like a a gateway Mm. to something else. There's a reveal Mm. that he's therapist that he's forced to go see because of uh, all the crime scenes he's been at. Because that's the thing, all the victims are all in some way connected to him. So eventually they start Mm -hmm. getting suspicious of him because he's like, you know, you knew this first victim, you knew the second victim. Uh, Mm -hmm. You hallucinated this weird videotape that showed you how this other guy was killed and then it matched the Mm -hmm. crime scene perfectly. But the videotape you claim that has the footage is blank. So... Mm. You know how how about a horror or a horror movie about a a horror po- movie podcast where all of the patreons all the the patrons are getting murdered and yeah the police ooh. start looking like ooh like hey all these people were subscribed to the same podcast <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that does not happen or we'll look very suspicious yeah uh, <laughs> especially now <laughs> especially now that you've uh, posed the idea <laughs> yes. Uh, join up patreon.com slash TV for as little as one dollar <laughs> per month and you could be next so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but that's the thing so, so uh, the, the psychiatrist ends up actually being pinhead in disguise and <laughs> we find out that basically the, the morning after he has sex with a prostitute he ends up in the bathroom <laughs> opening the lament configuration and ever since he opened the lament configuration he's actually been in his own personal hell, right? He's not mm. actually been in the real world anymore. Which, for the record, the Lament configuration never did that before. Never put you in your own little weird it's, time loop. Yeah, like that's what I was kind of trying to like figure out. Uh, yeah, like you you mentioned that it it doesn't seem like there's a lot of consistency between movies. Uh, I think even like the first four movies it seems like sometimes it's doing different stuff. Like you know, sometimes you open it up and like it transforms you into a Cenobite. Sometimes it like brings the Cenobites to you. Sometimes it like transports you to hell. And then, yeah, like this one, at first I thought it was like possessing him and giving him weird dreams. But then, yeah, it turns out that he's actually, no, it just put him in hell all the time. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things that I think, much like the other police officers in the movie, you do kind of like suspect at some point that he's actually the one committing the murders. He's just not, yeah. you know, aware of it or, or, or whatever. Uh, and mm-hmm. one of the things that's left behind at each crime scene is a child's like cut off finger uh, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of going throughout the film so the big thing it turns out though because there's, there's like 20 minutes of really boring like essentially dream sequence stuff where he's like going around with a shotgun mm-hmm. after he's like chased down all the leads 
and it's basically yeah. just like there's like scenes with his parents when he was younger there's scenes uh with his wife who he's basically abandoned and who's who acting is terrible but it, i mean both the <laughs> wife and the partner i thought were particularly bad as well and uh, there's, there's a scene earlier on where they're arguing because when he goes back to the the prostitute she's like been killed and he calls on his partner to help him, you know, clean the crime scene so that he can't be a suspect in it. And at one point, his partner just yells out this really generic line of like, hey, I've got a wife and kids too, man. And it just, it's <laughs> one of those lines of dialogue that just kind of felt so like, ah, oh, that's, that's a script line. I don't know. It just yeah. it felt such a forced thing. But yeah, so essentially what's happening is that because he's such a dick and he's been kind of bad for a long time, is that there's a child version of him that he sees later on in the in this dream sequence stuff that represents his innocence and the idea is is that with each murder he is losing part of his innocence and mm. so in this fake you know looping dream uh he's literally murdering people because because eventually the you know the cenobite looking thing that we've been seeing all movie that he keeps hallucinating and seeing because there's a lot of stuff where he sees it on a tattoo he sees it in a reflection but then it's not really there <laughs> It open, you know, it rips off open. This like, tattoo thing was so cheesy. Yeah, it rips open its face and it reveals him. You know, it's him all along. Yeah. He's also the villain, and it's it's all just like a metaphor. It's all a metaphor for him mm-hmm. losing his innocence because he's an awful piece of shit, and his you know his his younger kid self is losing his fingers and there's only one finger left, and it does the <laughs> fake out at the end where you think he's woken up, you know, back at the start of the movie after he's opened the box and he's fine. Uh, but then, of course, he ends up getting the phone call again, and he ends up in the same loop. And so he seems to be suffering through the same hell for eternity because mm-hmm. for his sins. So mm-hmm. I ask you, because yeah. Pin- Pinhead even shows up at one point, and you know, towards the end, and says, "Hey, this is why you're here. You're suffering for mm-hmm. your sins." Blah blah. blah. Like, at what point was Pinhead a a vessel for like <laughs> you know, like a gatekeeper to hell in the sense, like? Well- yeah. You know, well, I, I, I mean, the whole thing, like it always seemed like to me, is that you know the, uh, like you know from the first movies, it was always like people were trying to, let like, you know, the original movies, people don't just stumble like onto the box. It's always about, um, these kind of like you know greedy um, people that are, like you know seeking it out because they want you know they've experienced all like the pleasures that life has to offer and they've heard this there's this thing that um you know like brings like pleasure from beyond and then you open it up and then it's this whole thing where like you know oh like you know uh pain is pleasure and you know they torture you and there's like kind of a you know like a like sexual component uh to it but yeah, th- there's nothing like this now. It, it is just kind of like, yeah, um, you kind of just stumble upon this box and it opens up hell and like Pinhead's like the devil that's going to give you this like unique punishment. Like it, it always seemed like he was so much more about like, you know, physical pain and torture. Like this is the first time it seems like anything is, you know, yeah, you know, they're that's reaching a, a psychological a... thing. <laughs> This is such a pivot because, I mean, Pinhead, it was always about you wanted the pleasure and you kind of reap your own rewards. And Pinhead's this this sort of gatekeeper uh, to, to that. Here, it's like he's a jailer. Like, like, yeah. like the box found someone who was deserving of being punished and mm. it's this psychological punishment. It just mm. It's so vastly different to everything Pinhead and the box has done up until this point. And you're right, it was a little bit, you know, variable <laughs> before anyway <laughs> but this is so far in another direction that it doesn't match up anything we've had before that it just yeah like the, the plug and play attitude of we have this script about a detective and it's going mm-hmm. to have this you know twist where he's actually in his own nightmare or in his own like level of hell reliving mm-hmm. this, this this punishment of like discovering that he's doing this to himself over and over again and then, yeah. okay, we can fit Pinhead out of that. Just, just yeah, write a couple of scenes <laughs> with Pinhead and ha- have the box play a factor early on, and there you go. That's your, that's your Hellraiser sequel. Um, yeah. And that's it. That That is the entire inclusion. Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, the new Cenobite, it, it, it feels a bit stylistically different to the other Cenobites from the other movies. Mm. Uh, other than the sort of the pale complexion and the sort of the black outfit, uh, it mm. doesn't feel as dominatrixy. It feels a bit more... I was getting almost like... It was almost like a, I don't want to quite say like Nemesis from Resident Evil, but 
It's almost mm-hmm. like a okay. a sleek version of Nemesis, or uh, I, I can kind of see that, like what, what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's not a bit different, and it sort of crawls around. Well, actually, there's another one that crawls around a little bit. That has yeah. It, yeah. one that has like kind of like no body. It's mostly mm. just like on its, I guess, hands. I, I guess it's like crawling around. Yeah, um, and then there's like these two women ones. Yeah, they're too kind of yeah. sexy. Yeah, so, you know one. Yeah, uh, they, they feel a little bit less creative in design though, because they go for this sort of flat, mm-hmm. just sort of smooth heads, as if they're yeah. almost like, uh, like gimp esque. Which I suppose is a bit sure. more back into the, the yeah. sexual kind of S and M thing, but it, it, yeah. it's, it's it's different. It, it's, there's not a lot of chains or hooks or, uh, mm-hmm. you know the the, you know the, the look of the Cerberus in the previous films. It feels a bit more removed mm-hmm. from that and a bit more smooth and, uh, yeah. and whatnot, but. Yeah, they're not terrible though. It's definitely like I sort of they stuck out to me mm-hmm. as being like, oh, this feels like a sort of a knockoff version of a Cenobite. But yeah. then you get through the rest of the movie, and it's like, well, honestly, they're probably one of the best things about the whole goddamn yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't think there's ever any hope of it being like a good movie. But if it was, you know, playing up that angle more, and like you know, did have you know like these kind of crazy, like yeah, demon Cenobite stuff running around that he, he you know, he had to constantly like fight or avoid or, or whatever like i i think that could have at least been more interesting and entertaining uh versus like yeah you get a little bit of it in the beginning and then a little bit of the end and that's mostly it what's that kind of weird is that obviously he's a piece of shit from the start we see him like stealing stuff from crime scenes and you're obviously cheating on his wife and whatnot mm-hmm. it, it kind of like out of nowhere though like halfway through the movie maybe even two-thirds Interest is the idea that he's also kind of a shithead to his parents and that he doesn't visit them in hospital <laughs> anymore. It, it yeah. kind of comes out of nowhere. And there's actually the scene where he goes to see them for the first time and he ends up having this dream sequence. Because uh, it does the fake out dream thing where he, he doesn't go back to the start of the movie here. He goes back to just when he got the phone call to go see his, his parents mm-hmm. at home. Uh, but his wife wakes him up. But the first time he goes there before he wakes up, he ends up trapped on the other side of a door and he hears a scream from the other side and there's like blood pouring through underneath the, the door. Uh, it, it's just kind of boring, typical stuff. The reason why I'm bringing it up is because there's a really sort of big shriek that his mother on the other side of the door gives out as she's like <laughs> crying out in pain. And just amusingly, from my own like personal experience, uh, Firefly, my cat, uh, yawned at the exact time this happened. So it kind of looked like that sound was coming from him, and it made me kind of okay. laugh. This has nothing to do with the movie, really. It's just a personal little tidbit. Um, yeah, that's funny. Uh, I, and, you know, it's kind of interesting because, like, you know, people usually think of Pinhead as being the big bad of the franchise, and, and I guess, like, you know, in some ways he is, but a lot of the times, you know, the movie, it, it's more focused on, like, the evil that human beings do, uh, you know, but a lot of the time it's usually they're being evil in, uh, you know, service to someone like, you know, in the first movie you have the wife is killing people, but it's because, you know, she's trying to resurrect her dead lover. And then, yeah, it's kind of like the same thing in the second one. Uh, like this one, the guy is evil. Sure. But for no reason, like he's just like a shitty dude. Like he's just like, you know, a bad, corrupt cop, which is like not interesting. You know, like there's no motivation there. It's just like, oh, he sucks. Yeah, to, cool. <laughs> to the point when he's, he's getting his partner to help clean up the crime scene. His partner, at least he says, and from everything we see, he's a, he's a completely straight down the middle cop. He does everything by the book and he doesn't like cheating the system or anything like that. To the point where, just to make sure that his partner doesn't like rat him out, he actually plants some evidence there belonging to his partner just so that he's got something that he can use to like hold it over him if he ever decides <laughs> to, to sort of yeah. speak out about what they've done. And you know it's it's kind of shit. And it's, again, it's it's hurt completely by the acting quality in the scene mm. when they're reacting to each other uh, having this confrontation, mm. uh, and then later on they have like a like a really crappy fist fight uh, <laughs> when when his partner's suggesting, "Hey, you need to come down and talk to the captain." There's a lot of suspicious things going on here with you, mm. uh, and you know he's doing that thing where he's like, "Oh, but this can all be over. I've got my lead. I've got an address as to where to go to <laughs> find whoever this engineer is," and because they keep talking about the engineer. It, it, it was always going to be one of two things either pinhead or himself like there's a certain point in the movie where it's just been going on too yeah. long it's like well no one else is going to be remotely satisfying or make any sense so yeah and like i like i don't know if i 
Like, I don't know if I early on, if I consciously was like, oh, he's in hell. But like when you do get the reveal, it's not surprising. No, like it, it's not like at any at any moment that you are like, oh, my God, I totally didn't see that coming. Like, even if you're maybe not thinking about it, once it happens, you're like, oh, yeah, it kind of makes sense. That's where they were going. Yeah, it, it's, it has that feeling that you, you don't really want to trust anything the whole time and not in like a good yeah. way. I, sometimes I have a problem with movies where they, 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 they set up this kind of tone where like, oh, you can't really trust anything you're seeing. It's just not something I particularly enjoy, even in movies that are kind of well loved. There's like, I, I, I hate Shutter Island. Like, I hate that movie. <laughs> um, it's this idea that you can't really necessarily trust like what you're seeing and the I, unreliable I, narrator or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't mind mm-hmm. that as a concept. I think there's definitely mm-hmm. cases where that works quite well. But yeah. uh, when it's played up and they're, they're, the character's taking like this mystery they're investigating so seriously, and the entire time I'm like this is just bullshit. It's it, it's unengaging to me usually. And th- obviously, the directed <laughs> video Hellraiser Five is not one of the <laughs> ones that bucks the trend and yeah. somehow satisfies me. I, I just so when it actually gets to like. Especially once it gets to the dream sequence stuff, because I'm like, none of this really means anything. It's all just building yeah. up to whatever the reveal is going to be. I don't necessarily enjoy any of the scenes with him creeping around with a shotgun, firing mm. at things from his past, because all of it means nothing. All of it is uh, just yeah. dream stuff. It's happening. And if you are going to do something where a... Yeah, that is about, like, you know, someone breaking down and going crazy and, and paranoid and, and stuff, like, you really got to put a lot of faith that... Uh, you know, people watching are going to be, you know, liking this character and engaged with him and want to see his journey. Like, if your character is just boring and generic, like, it, it's not fun <laughs> to go on that ride with them. No, no. At no point is he remotely interesting. Uh, his introduction, actually, I almost forgot about this. His introduction is he's playing chess with an old man. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, next to, like, a... Is it, like, a basketball game going on, like, next to them? They're... I, I've seen this in movies before, but I, I never seen it in real life. But there's like a thing in movies where they just have like chess, like games in the park, I guess. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that's like a big city thing. Like maybe they do that in New York all the time. But like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, seems, I feel like I've seen that in movies before. It seems like, oh yeah, Independence Day has that at the start. That's how you, they meet, oh, yeah. you meet uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum and his dad's character. Uh, I... I yeah, maybe it's a Central Park thing more than, more than anything else. But yes, I, I've never seen people in public play chess either, I have to admit. Uh, also, do you know where this movie takes place? <laughs> I have no idea. I think... Maybe, I, maybe like Vancouver or something like that. Oh, well, well, I'm saying well, it's I, maybe shot there, I guess, is what I'm saying. Oh, sure. Yeah, but I, mean, I really thought they were going like for Los Angeles. And then like I was looking at the Wikipedia site, and I think it says it's like supposed to be Denver. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I don't know i do you know, I'm, I'm trying to like think of more points to like talk about because oh hey this is one of these bad sequels and we have fun with these bad sequels like yeah. talking about how ridiculous they are and how stupid they are i'm trying to think of other like plot points or scenes that are worth talking about you know, you know so much of it is forgettable like um i don't remember why this happened but for some reason at some point he gets like beat up by cowboys <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. He goes, he goes to this like weird bar, which is full of cowboys playing poker, and he's looking yeah. for the engineer. And he, he's sort of chasing like a centibite like outside, mm-hmm. and then like two actual real cowboy dudes come up and sort of beat him up. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, uh, that's like at a point where I was like really bored by the movie, so I was like getting hard to pay attention. And then like, I don't know, I'm kind of watching. It, I'm just like wait, why the hell are they, they're these cowboys here? Like, this is, like, such a weird choice. And, like, it, does, it feels like something that, like, you should, that should stand out in, like, a bad movie. But, like, I don't know. In this, you're just kind of like, all right, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, one of the victims is, like, like an informant he has that has an ice cream truck. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, and, like, and again, talking about, well, I mean, I think it's when we, like, doing other stuff, but, like, uh, just I, I hate when stuff is just like trying like so hard and like I hate with this guy like his teeth were like so overly like gross like you know to the point where it's like they just have like this just like gigantic buildup of like crud on his teeth and it's, ugh, it's 
uh, just like, all right, we get it. He's like a scumbag, but like, all right, you don't have to make him like hard to look at. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I just hated that. Yeah, because he, 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 they try to set up like how like you know evil and sinister the engineer is by you know what he, what he, what the engineer did to someone, and I, I think it's meant to tie into like, like things you know the main guy's own backstory and something like he did with like a, a loved one, but it, yeah, mm, mm, <laughs> mm, yeah, I, I, this movie is so thoroughly unappealing in every every way. There's nothing about it. Like, there's there's nothing I can look at, and it's not. I mean, I, I when we get to ratings, I'm not going to rate it like like right at the bottom because ultimately it's still a relatively professional looking movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. I'm scared because I feel like it, it's probably still going to be downhill from here. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, we're not at the worst yet. Yeah. My, my, my only hope is is that some of the other ones after this are going to be funnier bad. Do, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll be technically worse in a way, but they'll be funnier because they're doing stupid things. Yeah. But if more of them are police procedural style... Oof. Oh, jeez. Oh jeez, oh jeez! <laughs> I, I I don't know how we're going to cope with that. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit worried for six through ten or however many's left. <sighs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So he's still in hell at the end. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. Like I, I guess the, I I do think like there's like a nugget of the story that like, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily like a bad idea. Like I think it is kind of interesting the idea of, um. Yeah, like, you have this child that is, yeah, slowly, like, being killed that, you know, represents, like, your innocence and stuff. Like, it, it does kind of feel, like, very film schooly, but I don't know. It, it's at least, like, somewhat interesting, but, yeah, they just don't really convey it in a, like, I don't know, I think, like, a very appealing, like, engaging way at all. Like, it's just such a hard movie to pay attention to, to stay, you know, interested in. It's... Uh, it's really annoying <laughs> yeah yeah um did you know it was a hellraiser wiki i suppose it's not surprising because there's a wiki for everything yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> makes sense <laughs> you know i just i thought i thought i'd go and just to see if anything stuck out that was like oh sure. that's something we didn't talk about that's worth mentioning but uh not really the truth uh it's just just not really um, yeah, I think we're at ratings. I don't, I don't think I can squeeze anything else out of this movie. It is it's just so bland. Yeah. And I thought I saw. Did they mention something about like Clive Barker taking his name off it or something? I think he had like a proposal for, like maybe an idea of what to do for the next one, and then it was like rejected or something. And they came up with this. Uh, I mean, he got a based on credit, I think. So okay. I, I, if he did try to get his name taken off, he didn't succeed. <laughs> I thought I read something like that, but maybe it was just more about uh, he he gave him an idea for another sequel that they didn't mm. use. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. I mean, maybe the big new reboot they're they're apparently working on is is going to bring bring Hellraiser back to its, its glory. Hopefully, uh, but this is this is rough times yeah i i can't draw any more blood from this stone there is nothing interesting <laughs> to talk about with this movie yeah. it is a boring gruff occasionally narrating detective is like i'm good at solving puzzles or uh yeah, yeah i need love and my <laughs> wife's too boring now so i'm going to hook her <laughs> like, I, I, like, he's, just, he's terrible no, I mean, that's like that's about it <laughs> yeah. it, t- it takes itself so painfully seriously there's there's nothing to glean from it uh so Okay. What are you going to rate Hellraiser Inferno? Uh, I think I'm going to give it a three. Um, there really isn't much to like, but I mean, I'm going to give it some credit for, um, you know, at, at least maybe having a, a maybe a, a nugget of an idea that I think is kind of interesting, and for you know some of the creatures looking kind of cool. Like, uh, I'll, I'll give it that, and oh, also again, like um. Yeah, I, I didn't really mention it, but like, there's no like cool deaths or anything. No. Like, the only time at, at least if he had like a cool body count or something, that'd be oh sure, to yeah. Look, look forward to. You don't even um, really get to see a lot of the bodies in the crime scenes. The the only time we get like a proper Hellraiser bit of like violence or gore is mm-hmm. when the main character himself, when he's been told by Pinhead what's happening, 
he does get mm-hmm. chained up in the face kind of like you know hellraiser yeah. style but that you know with the hooks but that's that's basically the only moment in the whole movie was anything like that yeah. And then, like, uh, early on in the movie when, like, those two, like, you know, female centibites are kind of all over him and, then, like, one kind of puts its hand in his chest. Oh, yeah, uh, under his skin, yeah. Yeah, and, like, I thought that was, like, a good effect. Like, I thought it looked good and that's kind of what got me excited because I'm like, okay, maybe if we're going to see, like, more of this kind of stuff. But, again, like, it's just after that, there's just nothing. And but, for, um, for the record, just in case everyone's wondering, like, what, how did that happen at the start and with no consequence? It's just a dream sequence. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just a dream sequence after he's had sex with the prostitute. Uh, yeah uh i'm going to agree with a three out of ten um just because yeah it still feels like a movie a really bad one uh mm-hmm. but there's enough technical qualities i guess even though i don't like how it looks and i don't really like how it's edited <laughs> and i don't really like much about it uh yeah. but i also believe that we can go lower that said i mean you talk That's about how too. there's no fun <laughs> kills or grownness but i mean again not only was it swinging for some really weird stuff unsuccessfully mm-hmm. Bloodline did have a couple of fun, like, you know, wacky gore moments where there was, like, people getting, like, sandwiched in between two centibates and silly stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and, like, uh, and, and, you know, someone was was asking me, uh, like, you know, what my other favorite, like, sequel was. And, like, you know, when I'm kind of thinking about it now, like, yeah, 3 might be, like, one of the best sequels because even though it is, like, stupid and cheesy, there's, like, a lot of, like, craziness there that's fun and like you know some like funny gore and like different centibites and kills yeah, and stuff I, that make it entertaining yeah that last half hour of three is is, is fun <laughs> for what it is and i i feel like the, the the hellraiser was never just supposed to be a slasher villain where there's lots of yeah. funky kills but i will happily take you know pinhead pinhead slash centibite slasher movie like mm. parts of three over this piece of shit uh, any day totally. of the week like give me some fun kills we have to get maybe mm-hmm. cackle at some one-liners or something i don't know i don't care it's, it'd be better than yeah. this no it, it's endlessly more entertaining like you know even if they're bad movies but if you have yeah if you turn them into a slasher villain which is really what they want but like you know instead it's more like he just kind of becomes like this cameo <laughs> that like pops up in every movie but yeah if you just have like crazy people running around and killing people again not great movies but they could be like solidly entertaining. But, I mean, that that could hey. be the fun thing is like, okay, every movie he gets like three or four other centibites that they'll design from scratch every movie. Okay, yeah. so sure. which because you know three has the the CD uh, centibite. Yeah. So you know what, what does the next one get? Does the next one get like a chainsaw centibite? Does the next one get like something? I don't know gimmicky things, but at least that might be entertaining yeah. in a fun goofy way. I always go like with the. Yeah, it's something that, like evolves with the times. Like, yeah, you have an iPod centibite, and then like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even that's dated now. Now it's just a smartphone centibite. We're we're doing that. Yeah. Uh, I'm it's on, a... like a hell app. <laughs> yeah. What about a centibite where the face is just like a an iPad, like a tablet? Like, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And the tablet has like a cartoon face on it, but it shows what they're they're doing. Uh. I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's, there's wacky ideas you could you could do with this. Uh, unfortunately, Hellraiser Inferno uh, has no ideas of any kind mm-hmm. and nope. <laughs> tries to be a painfully serious th- thriller about a detective trying to investigate a, a murder spree, uh, which suffers from the waking up from nightmares over and over again, which is a trope that we both hate. Uh, so. Yeah. And then the ending's just thoroughly unsaid. I, I was I was painfully bored. I actually kind of dozed off for like t- the last twenty minutes and had to go back mm. and uh, watch it again, <laughs> which was just more pain to be honest. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it was that boring. So that it's is bad. Hellraiser Inferno. Uh, that's the fifth one of this franchise down, and mm. we'll uh, hopefully six will be less painful. I'm not going to say better, just less painful. Mm. That's all I hope. That's all I want. Yeah, less pain. Me but too. <laughs> yes. So yeah, if you got this far in the uh, in the review, put the word engineer into the into the <laughs> comments. Uh, I'm gonna get Timmy to do his post for the thumbnails. So here we go. Okay. Three, two. Oh, here we go. He's got a prop. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you to move back a bit, Tim, so your head's not cut off at the top. There you go. All right. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't sure if the pose was having your hand out, or if you were just sort of waiting before you do it. Went in, but that's, that's... Forgot to do that last time. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yes. 
So that would mean all the crappy sequels will have the have the box and the and the thumbnail yeah. <laughs> for the good ones, not so much. Uh, so I say ones. The good. The first movie's great. The third one's yeah. kind of fun. The second one's kind of mixed. I like. I, I would say like honestly, one through four, I kind of like to varying degrees. Like sure. Uh, like obviously, love one. That's like amazing. I think honestly, amazing. I think it's like classic. Uh, and then like two, it's it's not like great but I, I think it's like it's a good enough watch and like you know there's still cool stuff in it and then like yeah three is like you know entertaining uh and kind of cheesy and then four is like when it really starts getting bad but at least four i think is kind of entertaining in a bad way <laughs> like you know it's not good but i think it's at least still like watchable and then i don't know from there, four. it's pain, painful. <laughs> four, I, I've got a feeling that four is going to be better and better in memory with each passing sequel. Sure, so without a doubt, <laughs> uh, that is Hellraiser <laughs> Infernal. By all means, do let us know what you think in the comments. Liking is super important on YouTube. It is the nice, easy, and free way to support everything we do and help us find more audience members. Uh, you can, of course, go to Patreon and uh, support us financially, as we mentioned earlier. Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV. Get us on Twitter, of course, if you want to follow the shenanigans on there. Uh, with myself and Tim both operating uh, on that account and some wacky stuff might post up. Anything that's endorsing Leprechaun or The Boy is clearly coming from Tim. <laughs> Let me just make that very clear right now. Um, so you can go check out that. Uh, otherwise, you know, uh, I hope you're enjoying the Octoberthon and all the extra episodes we're putting out. Uh, feel free to go check uh, everything else that we do on the channel as well. Uh, the Atomic Cinema Experiment, the sci-fi movie podcast that I do with Tara, has a, have a, has a theme this month. We're doing 70s movies uh, every week, mm-hmm. so uh, just some counter-programming, I suppose, in a sense. But uh, go and have a look at that too. Um, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys. And we will see you next time.